What's up, team? Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to give a special shout out to Just Move. That is my online subscription platform. I have hundreds of workouts over on Just Move, anything from cardio, strength, mobility. We even have other coaches on there. You can do yoga, dance, and so much more. And right now, we have 50% off an annual membership. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to JustMove.com and let's get moving. What up, world, and welcome to The Kaisa Show, where we dive into everything between fitness, fashion, and all that in between. Today's episode, we're going to go into social media. What do you think? Wait, was that rehearsed <laughs> or freestyled? A little bit. All the way over, I was thinking, like, how do we talk about this, this new intro, this new name? I love it. Okay, what you all are not seeing behind the scenes is Mike and I, we are really trying to roll with the punches and figure this out. We're figuring out live right now. We don't actually even know the name of the podcast, but we, it sounds like we've made an adjustment today. Was it, would you say Kaisa's podcast? Kaisa's show. Kaisa's show. I kind of like show. show. Okay. then here's the thing. I think, I want to think big, long-term, you know, less like let's not get boxed in anywhere. Right. And so when we were talking about the Just Move podcast for the first two episodes, it was great. I think that was like the perfect motivator to start this, to like have something to talk about. But for now two episodes? for two episodes, no, 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 hold on. There's definitely more to talk about okay. Just Move, but we started getting into things like fashion or just like other things. Like I was thinking like down the line, you, you want a musician to, to interview or like, a, you yeah. know, an artist or an author or whatever. And the, if it's just move in that wrapper, does it feel like it always has to kind of be about fitness at least a little bit? Like, yeah. and whether you, you know, like you said, it's like, you're not always moving your body, but you're moving your mind. Yes. We also don't like to get boxed in around here. Exactly. So I think if we just, if we, let's just go with the Kaisa show for now, yeah. folks, it might change, but that way we can talk freely about everything we want to talk about exactly. and eventually have guests. Cause that's, you just put that on the universe. Exactly. So hopefully we'll have guests. I want to get some time. guests out here. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how that's going to work yet, but we're going to figure it out. We're, we're rolling with the punches. We are rolling. So today... I feel like we need to have a theme of how we start mm-hmm. our podcast. And instead of just diving into the conversations, we are going to touch on social media today mm-hmm. and kind of like maybe my journey through social media. Before we do that, is there any tidbits, any like advice? Is there something that happened this week that you have a learning lesson? Wow. Yes. Two things I got in mind, actually. <clears throat> One, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Coffee because... <laughs> I was chatting with my wife this morning and I told her that Kaisa, oh my God, I have three things, that Kaisa has a Mr. Coffee. And when I, I I couldn't believe that you had a Mr. Coffee because Mr. Coffees are very basic and very, they're like, I don't know, they're like 30 bucks. It's just like it makes coffee. That's all it does. 20. 20 bucks. We realized this morning we have had our Mr. Coffee 16 years. 16 years. Yeah. Same coffee maker. Okay. I also just want to pause for one second. I have the Breville or whatever. Totally. Really expensive espresso machine. And the Mr. Coffee is outperforming that. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. That's so why. shout out to Mr. Coffee. Yep. Keep doing your thing. It seems like you've been doing the same thing for the last however many years and you're doing it right. Yep. So if anyone out there is looking for a coffee maker, I recommend Mr. Mr. Coffee. coffee. Okay. Two. Um, 
feedback, right? Podcast feedback. We talked about today. Oh. I'm going to work on not going. Mm-hmm, uh huh. Yep. 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 Because you. I'm no. 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 But it was because you said that. Oh, so did you notice yourself doing that? So I noticed when I was purposefully doing it a lot of times because I felt like if you're just talking, does it feel too alone? You know, like when I conduct interviews, I always just have to do the head nod because obviously I don't want to be in on like the video. But this I was like, oh, maybe it's better. But I'm going to try today. I'm going to silence those. "Mm -hmm, Yeah. Uh huh. Look at you right now doing doing it right now. It's so funny. So Mike and I obviously were like we're Mike's brand new to podcasting. I've done a few, but it's just we are really like rolling with the punches. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to call you. out. I'm just saying you the first two were amazing. It's like you've done this forever. But you have. We have had conversations forever, so it's fine. But True. we really want this to be the best it can possibly be. Absolutely. So, so it's but, not about making it stiff or perfect. It's no. just, you know, working on things here there. Okay. Third it. thing. It's short. But I thought today it would be good to share with the world, because <clears throat> clearly the world is listening right now, how you pronounce your name. Oh, this is a great one. Yeah. So my name is pronounced Kaisa. With a s, not with a an z, s, not a z, and it's so funny because I could care less what you call me. You could call me Keisha, Kesa. You can call me anything you want, but if you call me Kaisa with a z, it's nails on a chalkboard. Literally, call me anything other than Kaisa with a z, which makes me feel terrible because I'm pretty sure. The entire team yeah, they do. basically refers to you as Kaiza. I, 98% of the time, am Kaiza. The way, the reason why I realized it was because when I was on my way over, I was thinking the Kaisa show, the Kaisa show. I was like, oh shit, I got to make sure it's not the Kaiza show. It's the Kaisa show. Real, you, know. you know what's interesting? That it's a handful <clears throat> of people that I really, really love that call me Kaiza. Because mm. my uncle, my favorite uncle, Kaiza, I've been Kaiza my whole life to him. And of course, like now it's just a term of endearment. So I, it doesn't bother me when the team calls yeah. me Kaiza. Totally. But like when, if somebody, that is the one correction I'll make. I don't care really how you say my name, but if you say Kaiza, I'll say, no, it's Kaisa. Yeah. <laughs> With Ness. Shout out to Uncle Matt. Yeah. Uncle Matt. <laughs> we should bring him on at some point. <laughs> yeah, be a good guess. Um, Those are my three things. Oh, okay. Do I have to have three things? I don't things? know. You can have however many. What, what's new to you? What's going on? Well... <clears throat> I'm playing soccer. Oh, that's, that's right. That's like the biggest thing that's happening right now. We talked a little bit about that. Yeah. Did we talk about it? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. when we we're talking about like you getting down on yourself about oh like how you're not performing. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. So it's really fascinating. So I've, I played in my third soccer game now and my relationship to soccer is very intense because it is the thing that saved my life. But then also it was the thing that like I just tore myself apart because I didn't think I, I was good enough. Um, and so it's interesting because in last night's game that started to come out. So I had two okay games where I was like, I'm just getting back into this. It's not that serious. This is really, really fun. So I was an emotional roller coaster of like super high, high last night, not kidding you. I had to hold back tears on the field because I was so frustrated and disappointed in myself and had to have these conversations of like, you didn't come this far to come this far. You haven't gone through this much therapy and this much self-work to fucking walk off the field and be disappointed about the fact that you are showing up and doing the best that you can. So that's like been the biggest thing. I mean, it was just yesterday, but that's been a very intense. I love how like... (laughs) 
like most people, I don't know, maybe I'm overstating, but it seems like probably the rest of the team is just like hanging out, playing some rec league soccer on a Monday. You literally are going through this like lifelong journey of like you're tapping back into your ninth grade year, like where you were at when you're 20, like breaking your leg on the couch, like so just true. going through all of it. You're like ups and downs. That's yeah. It is true. And my friend Mickey, one of my best friends, so I'm playing with her and afterwards she, I mean, because I pro- it probably looked like I was holding back tears. And she was like, like, that was so fun. Like, great job. And I was like, don't tell me great job. I did not do a great job. <laughs> no participation trophy. Yeah, she was literally like, okay, guys. And like, it's not that serious, yeah. but it is for me and yeah. I've got to work through that. So that's kind of like what I'm dealing with right now. That's cool, though. Yeah. I like that. Um, you got anything else? Um, I got boosted yesterday, you so I was boosted. really excited. How you feeling? Great. I feel totally fine. I I feel it was like the unknown of like COVID and what you should do, you know, Mm -hmm. because I got COVID and then they were like, don't get boosted for three months. And then it was like, basically you can get COVID again in two weeks. I was like, I'm getting boosted. I'm not trying to get COVID again. So knock on wood. So I'm feeling good. Okay. And then... Yeah, those were the highlights. Any like, te- like, how's your aura ring going? Did you change up to the Apple Watch? Are you doing anything different? I have not different? changed up okay. to the Apple Watch. I'm still in love with my aura ring. I actually, it's funny you said that because I, I actually think it doesn't fit me quite right now. I've been trying to pay more attention to tracking, so I've got to switch that up. Okay. Um, yeah, no other interesting Good, info. good. Yeah. I had quite the adventure with my, so I'm on like day 68 of like closing all my rings, my stand, move, and exercise rings. Which I'm not normally a streak guy, but because it's now, I guess I am turning into you are guy. a streak guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I actually I'm still dry, still haven't had uh, a, a beer or thirteen you know, months any alcohol. Now. Thirteen months. But the thing I don't like is the pressure mm-hmm. that then comes with that streak. Because like now it's like I feel as if that's part of my identity. Is like <clears throat> I don't drink, but it's it's like not the case. It's just like I chose not to drink for a year, but now because it's been so long, and the same thing was with my Apple Watch. I had this like I'm on whatever day. I think it was like day sixty when I was camping, and my Apple Watch wouldn't charge, or it would only charge for like four, three minutes at a time because some software bug happened. So I was literally like charging it for three minutes, removing it, charge just to get enough juice because I was surfing for like three. So I was like so active, you know, and I was like, oh, I got to track this. You know, it just—it was a funny game where I was like, "Wow, this is really in my face." But like, how far will I go to keep my streak going? But you kept it going. I kept it yeah, going. Yeah, the dedication is real. Here's here's the thing. I actually like. I think this is awesome. Like, you can look at this from all different angles. But the thing is, is like at the end of the day, we're human beings. We need. We are motivated by certain things. We're all motivated by different things. But the fact that you are motivated to do something good for yourself by by wanting to close a ring is super positive. So I I know you're. We're both very hard on ourselves. But I think this is a great one. I do understand the pressure of not drinking, though. And, like, that one where you start to get, like, no, I just literally don't want to drink. But, like, it's not that I'm, like, like you know, not drinking for any other specific reason now. Yeah. I just don't want to. But now then people are going to be like, oh, so are you going to make it to two years now? Yeah, what exactly. Are you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ante keeps going up. But yeah. We'll just know. go, just take a drink. Exactly. Just have a drink so you break it and can move on with your life. <sighs> Or don't. I'm getting flashbacks when I was 16. Just take a drink. Mike. Oh, I know. Sorry, God. I'm not trying to Just be a pusher. Take a drink. I, but I know how I know you feel because then it was finally like, okay, you know, screw it, whatever. But yeah, totally. Cool. Okay. That feels good. Yeah. So, break the ice. Today, I figured we could sort of go into your social media journey. So, less about like, we all like to talk about why we don't like social media or why we do like social media. I feel like more so why we don't. But yeah. I'm more just, I think it's really interesting, like your journey, how you, um, 
how you got started, sort of like talk about some of the milestones where you got stuck, how you got to 1 million. We can talk about that for a little bit when we get there. And then also just like some of the behind the scenes of like what it's like to be in your position as like an influencer, Mm -hmm. you know, having social media, like, you know, that's like your job. Yeah. You know, a big part of it. It's not your only thing, but I think that'd be interesting. Maybe starting from the beginning of like, how did... Where did it, did it start on Instagram? When you started, yeah. you, did you start on MySpace or Friendster no. or did these other no. ones or was it? So this is awesome. I actually really like this topic because I, I am super passionate about the fact and knowing that I wouldn't be here today if I didn't have social media. Um, so for me, it started in college. Facebook came about. That's basically when it got introduced and you could only join Facebook if you had an EDU email. And so a bunch of us in college joined and I think I probably lasted less than a year, like half a year, whatever. Immediately did not like people in my business, didn't like keeping up with things. Like I am, I know I'm becoming less of a private person, but generally speaking, like that's my comfort zone. And so got off of social media. Um, when I graduated college, one of my friends, Jennifer, she, her goal was we were both trainers and she like really wanted to be on the cover of a magazine. And because I loved her and I trained with her, she was starting to understand Instagram. And I think I was probably on Instagram at the time, but it was when Instagram was just for photographers. Yeah. There was no video. There was no video. It was just put up your artwork. And my little sister showed me it and it was cool. And I, I think that's how I got the name Kaiser Kaiser fix. I had my company at the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Um, anyways, so I did it in support of Jennifer, like, okay, if this is your dream and you want to be on oxygen magazine, like let's do this. So that's how it all started right away though. I will say the thing about social media is I had a mission before I got on social media, social media just ended up being one of the tools Mm -hmm. that I saw very clearly could help me with my mission. So at that time, my mission, which it still is, is to get more people around the world moving and to understand that you move, you know, as a celebration of your body and that we're not, I'm not trying to push weight loss. Like I really wanted that message out there. So when social media started happening right away, I knew that this could be a tool that would help push my message further. Um, And so I saw that right away. And so it turned into a business. And at the, at the time it was two bad bodies. So it was Jennifer and I, the funniest name, (laughs) Two Bad Bodies, and we were in business together for six months. And how big did that grow on Instagram? So we were riding the wave right at the very beginning, um, and it grew to about, I think, four or 500,000 in less than six months. Um, And we had like Michelle Obama called us out. Like we were just, it was... Instagram wasn't that saturated and we did, you know, not trying to toot our own horns, but we did really cool things. Like we right away saw that like what did well was when we matched in outfits and, you know, we did movement that was synchronized and there wasn't a lot of like the strong, like how it is now on social media, like didn't really exist. You didn't see a lot of like the strong girls doing, you know, big fun lifts. And so we exploited that. We used that. How long? So was it, were you guys just doing photos? No, it was videos at the oh, time. Oh, so it did. Okay, so it was at video. Okay, yeah, turn into videos. And essentially what happened was I'm a businesswoman. I love business, always have, always wanted to be able to grow something, you know, have my version of an empire. Um, and so I saw that right away. Jennifer wasn't that interested in it growing at the speed at which it was. We couldn't stop it. Like 
it was growing. And so we ended up going our separate ways, but I had already gotten a taste of what it meant if I dedicated tons of time, energy, and effort into creating Instagram at the time and then eventually Facebook, I knew it would give me a better opportunity than anything else that I had at the time. And so what people don't understand is I basically for two years lived off of super minimal and was often broke money because I was so dedicated. It I spent 40 hour work weeks on social media, unpaid social media, because I was so dedicated to having this dream that I thought was possible and like knowing that I, in order for it to happen, I have to put in every ounce of my energy. So I would train on the weekend. I would train my clients, try to live off of that. And then during the week I would film my own content. I would create it all. So this was after two bad bodies. After two bad bodies. So you reached, you guys, you basically were like, okay, this isn't working or whatever. You guys went your separate ways. You started fresh. Yes. Kaisa Fit. Yes. How fast did that, did that grow equally as fast or way slower? Oh my gosh, so much slower. So when we separated, we basically said you can follow Jennifer here and you can follow Mm. Kaisa here. And so when we separated, we had maybe like 15,000 people separately that followed us. So I had a little nugget of 15,000 people, but more importantly, I had a taste of what was possible. And I am very like when I, you know, when I see something, I'm going to go for that. And I knew right away, like if I was ever to have an opportunity this was going to be the one because the only other thing was going to be TV. And we've talked about this before, but the only platform for fitness on TV was Jillian Michaels Mm -hmm. on the biggest loser. So that's when I kind of like went ham and I, it was probably, I want to say at least a year before I was making money and probably at that point in time, not even good money. I couldn't even live off of the money, but it was several years before Instagram actually became a sustainable job. What was the, what would you say the year was that first year? Probably what, like 2016. Okay. Yeah. And you were, so you were still training on the weekends. Yeah. So, but my, my whenever. trajectory is pretty crazy because when we started Instagram with two bad bodies and Jennifer, I had just graduated my master's program because I thought I wanted to go train athletes in that master's program. I realized I really don't like, I don't enjoy training athletes. I love training general population humans, but I don't want to go back to the gym because for me being back at the gym only meant that I could service an elite crew of people that could afford me and also not very many people because I can't see that many people within a day. So it was just like divine intervention that Jennifer wanted to do this. I wanted to support her right away, saw that, oh, this is actually a platform that gives us a microphone to speak to somebody like around the world. And so I picked up on that right away. When we split, I knew that that was going to be the biggest opportunity that I would possibly have. So I didn't go back to training unless it was like probably Saturday and Sunday I trained because I didn't have the capacity to train and to do Instagram. So that was your first, let's see, your first year. That's sort of like how it was rolling when you were doing your first paid Social ads. Let's go back. What were some of those first ads or collaborations or whatever, however you classify those i don't this is embarrassing. you don't even remember i don't even remember oh, no this is really can we go really... back we got to go back maybe not right now yeah it'll take a long time yeah <clears throat> that'd be interesting yeah but also here's the other thing that people don't understand or, or or kind of like look over so i was a trainer by trade i i started my own business so then i was a small business owner when i got on instagram i then became like a videographer an editor a manager, 
still running my own Kaisa Fit company and personal training. So I had like 10 different hats on me, was trying to do, eventually I hired an accountant, was like literally trying to do all these things because you have basically one opportunity, but you can't afford. Yeah. I couldn't afford somebody to film me. I eventually hired on my brother to help me. But if we go back in the day, if you would talk to any of my family members right now, they used to be so annoyed because I would bribe them to go and film me until I got a tripod that was good enough that I could manage it all. So these are like the behind the scenes where I love talking about this stuff, but I think it's so important for people to understand like social media is not, it's not what it seems, right? It's not like, oh, you just put a cool video up and it goes well. You know, there's so much thought process that goes in, like goes behind the scenes of creating content, even creating content. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I had a message of wanting to get the entire world to move. I also knew that I needed a microphone that was big enough for important people to listen to me and to bit for like, you know, companies and like just platforms to listen to me. If I didn't put entertaining enough content out there, I would never grow. But at that point in time, I also realized what a lot of people were doing to gain success was like sexualizing content. And I didn't want to do that. So I started create, I was really thoughtful about the creative content I would do. Like now it's called like the viral content you would create. Mm -hmm. But I did workouts with like toilet paper and, you know, pots and pans. And I always had a smile on my face. And I was really conscious about the outfits that I was wearing. Like it was all very curated. It was me, but it was all very curated because I wanted to get to a million followers. Mm -hmm. And I thought that when I had a million followers, people would start taking me serious. Before we go to the million, oh, yeah. what were some of the like, did you get to like 300K or 500K where it was like, oh, I just can't break here? Or or did you reach any, were there any like milestones where you're like, wow, things are really popping off now? Sort of take us through a little bit of the the journey to a million. What were some of those big milestones? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's been harder once I reached a million. Back then, my this is all going to sound big headed. I don't mean it like this. My content was really cool. Like I was like doing cool, crazy things like in not a lot of other people were doing them. So it, it, it stuck out. And the thing on Instagram, like how you grow Instagram is having people tag you and repost you because your content is cool enough that they want their friends to see it. Or, you know, a big, a big platform wants to share it. And I did so much of that. Like I have a video on Facebook that has like 30 million views because it's the toilet paper video. Mm. I think there are like, I have a few crazy ones just because that's what happens with content. And I knew that Yeah, like I was intelligent enough to know I have to create content that people want to engage in with their friends or, you know, bigger platforms. Um, so the growth happened super fast and we were, I was at a point in time where algorithms weren't in charge of everything. Um, Instagram was still very organic. It wasn't owned by Facebook. There was not a lot of paid things happening. So it wasn't a pay to play platform. It yeah, was there just, wasn't even like business accounts. No, back then, right? yeah. no. It was literally like create cool content that people want to see and you might go far. And you found a formula. And I found a formula. That is exactly the word. I found a formula and every single morning at 6 a.m. I posted a new workout, a creative new workout in a crazy different outfit and in a different location. I did a lot of my workouts outside. Um, and I just, I knew, and that was like, came to be expected. 
How long did that go? Did the workout a day? You did that? Was it for one year? Talking about streaks, I did it for one year. Yeah, that's crazy. And when I reached one year, now that I'm thinking there, there probably was a sponsorship or something happened at the time that I could probably breathe a little bit more. Oh, I, I think probably one of my original sponsorships was Vital Proteins. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there were a handful of those that were coming at that time that I was just so honored and excited. I just like couldn't believe because it kind of. It felt like, okay, maybe I've made it. Or, or it was like a token of like, it was a little carrot. Like you're going in the right direction. And for me, I just knew like I needed people to support. I need companies to support my journey so that I could ultimately get to the point where I could do my own thing on my own say with my own money, which yeah. is, you know, where we're at now. And you got on a magazine. <gasps> I got on What point two. was that? Um, my God, thanks for knowing my journey more than me. <laughs> um, So that was pretty early on. That was like an unbelievable honor. I got an oxygen magazine and kind of the ironic part about that was when I was growing up, I was pretty vocal about like not seeing people that look like me because I didn't have a TV and my aunt bought me sports illustrated for women. They discontinued that right away. And so instead they sent me oxygen magazine. And the first one I got was Jamie and I can't remember her last name. She's very well known in the industry on auction magazine. And when auction brought me back around and they wanted to do the cover, it was a dueling cover between her and I, mm. and it was so cool. And so I got to do a cover and I got to do a whole probably like two month program with them. So that was kind of a, that was like definitely a moment for me. Um, and then I got to do strong, strong fitness magazine. Okay. Yeah. So there are a handful Ooh, of things. I've oh, and then that. I got I got invited to conventions. Okay. And that for me was like, oh my gosh, because I I got to train huge groups of people. And you were doing that for a while, right? I was like doing that big for a while. live workouts. Still my favorite thing. Yeah. Like live, massive live workouts. You know, five hundred, a thousand. Like that's I love that. There's just no energy like that. Um, and so that's kind of like how it started taking off. And then I was very I was like known as a girl that did crazy things with a smile, and that was kind of like what what it was for a while. How did you, who like, did you, were you just like, I'm going to smile in these work? Like, was that formulaic or did that just happen? And then, because obviously it's like a total thing now. Yeah, it's totally a thing. So it was a formula because I started looking at myself filming workouts and was like scared by myself. Like mm. I was like, this is scary. So if you want Susie Q to get off the couch and start moving, you've got to make it friendly. Like it might not be the movement that she can do right away, but, or they can do right away, but it would be something that wasn't scary to them. And I think so much of fitness to the human beings that I was going for, which were people that probably had never moved before were just, I was just trying to encourage them to like get up and walk around being scary in fitness, which I looked like without smiling was like not going to work. And I knew that. And so I really quickly like started smiling and I mean, I do, I am known for smiling. Like that sure. is not just all like on Instagram, yeah, but like yeah. I, 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 that is like a thing. Like I, I do like You're pretty smile. happy. I am happy. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time. And, um, but for the record, you don't really smile when you're working out. I do smile. <laughs> I do smile a lot when I'm working out. And now I don't know if it's, it's like habit, but like the other day I was, we were just doing a workout and I had this massive smile on my face. I don't know if cube or somebody said something and I'm like, I just love working out. Yeah. Like it is truly my happy place. Truly, truly, truly. So that was, that was definitely a little strategic. And I think what's important to know is like, I, always, again, I'm going to reiterate, I had a mission. I had something that I wanted to do. And it wasn't that I just wanted to see how many followers I could get on social media. Like I had the barometer of a million because I thought that if I had a million, that would mean I'd also have a platform around me. That's the only reason why a million meant something or that yeah. I picked that like anchor point. 
but I had a way bigger message of trying to offer movement to people around the world that were just starting their movement journey. Word. Yeah. What were some of the, before you got to the million, like what were some of the, do you remember or recall, or were there any brands that you worked with that like made an imprint that was like really fun or campaigns that you did or? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've been obsessed with Nike my whole life. Uh, Like those were some big moments when I got to do collaborations with Nike. Um, I mean, I've, I've done collaborations with all of the brands that I've idolized my mm-hmm. whole life, you, cool. you know? So for me, it, it was always such an honor and so exciting, but then you realize you have to wear your business hat and then you have to negotiate and like, you know, there was a lot that came with it, but I, I always sat there, especially like putting the content out being like, I never, because for me, like I wanted to be a professional athlete because it meant I got paid to do the thing that I loved and, you know, hopefully I could be sponsored by Nike. But, and so it was so crazy. I don't know if it was you. Somebody said to me at some point in time, you are a professional athlete. Like you move and get paid to move. And so that realization started to be like, I've dreamed about this moment my entire life and it's really starting to happen. And so I had a lot of those, like, I have to like sit and take a deep breath in this moment because this is insane. And what I've dreamed of since I was a little girl. And then you get there and then you're just kind of like, what's next? Right. Well, That's kind of, I mean, not so you, you checked truthfully. in, you got, you got present with it. You appreciate it. But then still, even after that no, moment, right? Very much so. And this is like a work in progress. I don't know if I'll ever get to the point where I can truly sit in the things that I, you know, have had as goals for a long time. Um, Auction Magazine was a, that was a huge eye opening experience for me because I thought, that, you know, if I was on a magazine that would maybe solidify that, you know, I was important or someone or this and that. And and so it was a really exciting moment for me. And I remember staring at it when I got it and, and not having a single feeling like not having a feeling and also just thinking about, okay, well, what's next? Like this thing didn't represent what I thought it was. It's not like now I've like made it, whatever that means. Um, and now what's next. And so there's that's like the double-edged sword of being a goal-oriented person is that you have a hard time enjoying the journey and then when you get to the goal you're already on to the next goal so a lot of my practice has been the process of getting to the goal is the thing that I start to be present in and really enjoy and when the goal happens I make we you know as a team even like make an effort of celebrating those Mm -hmm. but kind of the nature of like who I am that I'm I'm ready to go to the next one totally and I think that's like I think that's where like bashing goals, like don't have goals because it's, I don't think it's that. I think it's just like set goals if that's what you want to do. Yeah. And when you reach them, just don't have the expectation that like everything else stops or you've reached the end, right? Yeah. It's like, cool, you hit that goal. That's awesome. What's the next one? Like what yeah. else do you want to do? Because as humans, like we grow. And if you reach a point where you're no longer setting goals or expectations, like in my mind, I'm like, well, that would be a pretty boring life. Yes. Like, I, you know, sometimes we... We want to think like, oh, I just want to sleep all day or I just want to have no appointments or not have to work or whatever. But I think most of us, you would sit there for a week and you're like, this oh, yeah. is terrible. Oh, yeah. You know, which is a lot of reason why people get to retirement and they're like, why the hell? You know, like this isn't, I need to get a job or yeah, something. Yeah, that's what I work my know? whole life for. I mean, I think the other side of it too is like not like the, you know, for me, a lot of the fear of failure, if I don't reach that goal was always debilitating as well. And so I think it's been a process of being like really present that there's a lot of incredible work that's happening. That's why I set those goals is because like along the way, there's a lot of work that's happening. And that goal is like a representation now of a stepping stone to another direction. But if I don't hit it, maybe I hit a different stepping stone in a different direction. And I'm okay with that. Like goals are no longer 
as much of an end-all be-all for me. Like a guide. They're a guide, yeah. an anchor point. I think we talk about it a lot. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then the journey to one million, Ugh. when everything was going to change, right? Let's talk about that million. When you, I remember, because we were working together. <laughs> it was only, was it February of 2020. Okay. I think. It's right before COVID. So the journey to one million was important to me because I felt like if I'd gotten to a million followers, it would also mean that I probably was running my own business and was successful at my own business. Like that's like how they were correlated for me. It wasn't that I had like a million eyes on me. Um, And so when I got there, it was a celebratory moment, except for the fact that like, I really, it was, I had just kind of started to be in partnership with Craig and like it, the rest of my world wasn't set up the way I thought it was going to be when I reached that. So it was kind of an anticlimactic moment. Um, I also had an expectation that it was just going to kind of keep going. March was COVID. And then basically, let me go backwards a little bit. When I was on the journey to a million, I had this thing in my mind that said, you kind of have to play the part and not talk about certain things and kind of like stay in line and know know your role. Keep the formula. Keep the formula going because you need to get there. And I told myself when I get to a million, I'll be able to say and speak about whatever I want. So the world tested me because I got to a million in February. In March, COVID started happening and a lot of the Black Lives Matter movements were becoming really loud and important. And they were very important things for me to use my platform. Like platform is a microphone. And so as I started to engage and bring on activists and people that would, you know, educate my audience and myself, um, the formula broke. (laughs) point blank period. And I think for me at the time, it was the formula broke. And when the formula broke, it also broke a lot of business. I lost partnerships. I didn't get business that year in terms of what I was doing on, on Instagram business. Um, but it also solidified that we, what I was doing, what my goal had been with just move and creating my own thing was happening. And so I just leaned heavily into that and I didn't, I tried not to be scared about this other thing falling off, but yeah, the formula completely broke. And I look at it like <clears throat> it was a filter too, you know, because you have all these people who just look at you for one thing, mm-hmm. movement, crazy movement. And it was, yeah, if like, if you don't want to follow me or be on this journey with me <clears throat> because you are you don't support this thing that I believe in deeply, okay. Yeah, I mean, and way easier said than done, totally. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's a constantly, like, for me, obviously, like, the side that was scared never won because I continued using my platform in a way that I felt was most important and aligned with, like, what I valued in life. But also super fucking scary. Like, I lost a six-figure partnership, you know? Like, and a lot of other money that would be unknown because I because they just didn't come to me, you know? So I went from gaining... Uh, there were certain points in times where I was gaining thousand Instagram followers a day, had, you know, ads and collaborations coming in weekly, had a lot going on and granted like the whole world stopped. So it's a culmination of a lot of things, but the learning lesson for me was that the cell, like I reached my goal and I had to stick with my goal, which was being able to use my platform at that point in time for what I felt like I had worked that hard to get it to. And I did that 
part way. And I'm still working on making sure that I can like put that out there. But I think for me, it's also knowing that at no cost, like you, my happiness and like knowing that I wake up every morning and feel like I'm walking in my true purpose and not selling out has always been the most important thing for me. And I think that that was that testing point, you know, universe testing me, testing myself of whether or not I was going to do that. And I am always proud looking back, you know, that I made that decision, but, but not an easy one. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it may have been slower, like, but I feel like you're in a good spot now. I mean, we can talk about sort of the, the challenges and the fear that's happening now too. But I do think you, your platform is so much more you Mm. now. Like it's, it's, there's way more diversity and variety just in all things. Like it's not just crazy movement every day, which is super cool. Cause I think there's way more to you than just crazy movement. Yeah. But when the world knows you for one thing, you know, that's kind of what they expect. But I don't know to me, you know, I'm not the one managing, you know, a million followers, but, um, I think it's pretty <clears throat> meaningful to like have eyes on you that like actually want to see all of you. A thousand percent. And I, and I do appreciate that. And I think like for me, we're kind of teetering around this thing. And I, in my mind, we've started to say fuck a million because a million has meant so much to me. And it's absolutely not, it's not saying like fuck the followers at all. Like I so appreciate the team and the people that support me because that's how I've gotten here. But it's also all encompassing. And like when I think about, because I am steadily dropping, you know, like I am becoming more clear about who I am and who I am is not just movement. Like who I am is a human is like all of these parts of me. And then also all of the evolution of me, you know, I'm not doing the crazy shit all the time that I was doing as a 30 year old or a 29 year old. And so there's like this evolution that's happening that I've been trying to hold back. And as I try to hold back from that, I'm literally feel like I'm dying inside. Like the past two years were so unhealthy for me, not just because of COVID, but because social media is where I get to live out my truth. Like it's like going to your job every day and like totally being, fake or like trying to be the old you or because I don't really think I'm fake but like trying to be the old me was slowly killing me inside Mm -hmm. and so I think it's like the past I mean honestly I would say even just like the past few months of being like very conscious of being like it doesn't matter like if I drop below a million like what does that really mean Kaisa like why does that mean so much to you and if people don't want to follow me like that doesn't mean like I'm a terrible person it just means they're not interested in what I put out there and that's totally fine so it's been a little bit of a stressful Yeah. Time. So the fear right now, to be fear. blunt, is that you're going to dip. You've reached a million, and now you're potentially on the verge of dropping I will below drop a little million. million. Yeah. yeah, that will happen. Which the other thing is, is like, I'm just being optimistic, but like, there's obviously so many more people than a million in the world, right? So you're going to lose, and then you just have to gain in the, you know, in the more um, supportive audience anyways. Yeah. I totally get it, though. It's still like just losing that no matter if yeah. it's... And I do want to say, because I, I think if you're listening to this conversation, it can sound so shallow to be like, oh, you're concerned about going below a million. It's not that. It's that the marker for me of a million for so many years was my driving force that like I was going to be successful, that like my message was going to be out there, that I was going to have you know another platform to be able to keep putting that message out there. And it is happening. Like I have to be very aware. I am so incredibly fortunate that it is happening. We have Just Move. I you know have an incredible team that helps support the message and put it out there and we are doing it. But I can't 
just let go of the fact that that million meant that it would be that I would be in a different place than I think that I am today. So that's what it is. It's not like the really the people. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds really superficial, but it's just this like one marker. And it is leverage. Like you do yeah. make your money off of like partnering yeah. with brands yeah. and like using your platform. And so it's like there, I'm sure there's, or is there fear around like drop below a million? Maybe there's less opportunity oh, totally. or totally. Yeah. And also just like you're a human being. You're like, you don't like me. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, when like every day you see like a thousand people unfollow or like this and you're like, okay. And like, if there's this con for somebody like me who has been, I care, you know what people think. And I, you know, I'm a people pleaser by nature and I've been doing all this stuff. And like, and then all of a sudden it's just a knock every day. I mean, I have to like exit out of Instagram and not look at that because the human being inside of me is like, oh, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Should I fix it? But, uh, but for me to fix it would mean to be not true to who I am. And so I'm not, not really interested in, in, in fixing it in that way. But we have had a lot of conversations and I think this leads to even the podcast um, topic of I, if I am doing exactly what I want to do down deep in my core, which means say what I want to say, be truthful about my experience in life, whatever's happening, my movement experience at the time, everything, you care so much less about what people think about you because at the end of the day, like you're being true to yourself. And I think that's really where this shift in the past few months has been like, I am a hardcore athlete still. I have massive goals and things that I want to do, but I also really want to speak to an audience that is just getting started in their movement journey. And I've had the hardest time over kind of the course of my career, but especially my social media career, trying to blend the two. Mm -hmm. And so the more that we say like, just be you, Kaisa, like just do you, you're still like a piece of you. Not everybody here, you're not your business. That's a piece of you. But blending blending that all together has allowed me, I say the past few months to like breathe a lot deeper and like let go of a million and embrace whatever else is coming. Yeah, let go of a million and then reach two million. I mean, honestly, like, fuck the numbers at this point in time. No, That's I where know, I'm like, I'm really trying to be like, it's not about the numbers. Like, in the people that are engaged on social media, it's like, I get so much energy off of like what happens on social media. And my social media is really positive. I feel like I am so hashtag blessed, but my social media. I would say 99% of the time is super, except for like masks. You know, people have a lot of problems with me wearing a mask while I work out. But other than that, super, super positive. So it's a really positive place, generally speaking, for me to go and stay motivated and just stay on track. So I'm not really too concerned about the numbers anymore. I'm trying to tell myself that actively. So, And I'm sure there's a lot more... to learn going through this process mm-hmm. than if you were to just keep growing, you know, you wouldn't have to have a lot of this reflection or maybe you would have it way down the line when yeah. it, you know, was even harder. So there's yeah. probably a lot of benefit from this process too. Yeah. I mean, because what you're constantly seeing with my business and then what you see on social media is the self growth process that's happening. Right. And then it just gets reflected on social. Like not a lot of people, when, when you are, a, I hate the word influencer, but like when you're out there, people are watching your own evolution. One, like they don't want you to change right but so then you're constantly battling like well I want to do the thing that's true to me now not the thing that was true to me you know six years ago like I want to be me now and if you're not along for the ride like wait do I not do that was there something wrong with that or should I stick with it or what should I do and then when it's your job and there's money attached to it it's scary yeah so peeling back some of the layers of like what is it like like how much say do you have when you collaborate with a company like do they just say hey 
we trust that you create cool stuff. Can you just, you know, obviously there's a lot more like negotiation, I'm sure, yeah. with how much it costs and blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know, a lot of people might not know oh, yeah. about this kind of I stuff. I think people don't understand that social media, people that are using social media as a business, like it is a full-time business. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think I have earned the right to now have a lot of say over what my content looks like. Um, but definitely like not in the beginning, you know, they're very, most brands because social media, um, influencing for them was new at the time, right? Like they were just learning how to pay for marketing or pushing a product at the same point in time as we were learning, like what our voice was and how we communicated with our following and our team. Um, and so now when I partner with a company, I, I think I've been really clear for so long on social media about who I am and what I'm going to do that. There's really not a lot of pushback. Like I, and, and I'm not afraid to say no, you know, I turn down 90% of the deals that come to me because I'm not interested in either like pushing a product or pushing a message that I don't align with. Um, and brands right now are pretty respectful of the fact that like I run, we run a successful company. The content that we create is like, obviously shout out to Mike, super high end. And you know, they know that you know how to communicate with your, I hate calling it following with your team. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, well actually, what would you say is trying to think of like little tidbits to pull out little tools, but for like, say a company collaborating with an influencer, like what do you, what do you look for in a company as an influencer, when they come to you, like, what are the, what are the, the boxes that you check? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all over. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, first thing is like, do I even align with the product? Like if I, if I sold like a uh, flat tummy tea, like, you know, like, is that something that I do? Fuck no. So it's literally like a uh, no right there. You know, there's other things like for a long time I wouldn't do alcohol, but then it's like, but I actually like Michelob Ultra approached me and I was like, no, I don't do alcohol. I don't push that. I don't want to promote that. But then it's like, I totally love their alcoholic seltzers. Like, why would I not? You know, so it's been an evolution of what I do. Mm. Now for me, I actually go chase brands. (laughs) So, or Ring, for example, or um, Thorn Supplements or Therabody. Like the ones that I'm partnered with now, like have been a process of me chasing because I genuinely use the product and I want to create a bigger partnership there because why not? Mm -hmm. Like I'm a big fan of the product and I want to be able to share that. And also I want to get paid for sharing it. Um, Was there another part to that question? No, I mean, that's great. That's totally great. I think that's a lot of, yeah, I think, it's to me, it's when you see, you know, it goes back to like early days of before social media, you know, yeah. you see like a, a football player, you know, on a commercial for yeah. whatever, like, yeah. you know, gloves yeah. or you know, Shaquille O'Neal is a great example. He's on about every endorsement possible. And you're like, you don't use that. You just got paid. At some point, it's kind of funny. But I think with social media, it's always pitched as if you're a user of this thing. Mm-hmm. Athletic greens, you know, it's like every podcaster or every, you know, it's like, here, let me show you my athletic greens. And at some point it starts to feel really inauthentic. And I think that's like where a lot of the state of social media is, is like, there's a loss of trust that like, you know, everyone's just trying to sell you something. And so I think for you, it's what's interesting is like, yeah, you're always using like a Theragun at shoots or before interviews or whatever. And so then it becomes so easy because you're already using the thing. Let's just capture what you're already doing. It's a really like authentic relationship. Yeah. And thank you for shouting that out because I've worked really hard to make it that way. And I never acted out of desperation. Um, I think there's certain partnerships that help me leverage, you know, in certain specific positions that I could see a bigger game. I remember back in the day, Beats uh, headphones, they did 
didn't want to pay me. Like they, you know, they were literally like, we're the coolest brand and everybody want to, wants to work with us. So I took a really minimal fee. But in my mind as a businesswoman, I knew being in a Beats commercial, mm-hmm. like that was popping. And then that brings a bunch of other brands. So, um, and there was one other thing I wanted to touch on. I can't remember, but. And I think with that though, it's it's a lot of what, it's like, um, it's not the Beats thing. It's only opportunistic if you take it and use that opportunity, right? So you you were like, oh, maybe it's not the fee I want, but I'm going to take this video. I'm going to be showing it to the right people to use it. Because I think a lot of people think once you are in the commercial or once you're whatever at the thing, then it just all changes. But it's actually, that's not how it works. Like you have to take that thing and be putting it in front of people and be strategizing oh, yeah. with how to do it. It goes which, in a media kit and it goes, exactly, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if there were any, if there were any like people that were interested in like the up and coming of, you know, like Instagram or, or influencing, I don't know if Instagram is a dying breed really, but like I would love to dive into that at some point in time. Cause I, I do think I started creating like a formula of like, you have to be your own promoter. Yeah. Um. But another one I was going to say like Puma, for example, like I, sometimes I get just like really fun opportunities and I'm like, I, love shoes and clothes and you know why not go have a fun photo shoot with you like this is great so the opportunities are all over the place I really try to only align with brands now that will do longer partnerships because I am luckily in a place now where I can say no to a lot more and and if I want to be in a partnership now I can kind of demand like I want to be you know in a year-long partnership with you or more looking forward what are we manifesting like what are there brands or things that you want to do, like say the next year, say the next five years? Like, what are different things, like, yeah. that you want? What are you, what are you putting out into the world? Well, I would say my number one thing is like I just want to keep being more clean and clear with who I am, and like very, I, <laughs> I need another word besides authentic, but I just my Instagram is now turning into a form of like, it's just my little outlet and I want to share with the world and I, I want to use that microphone in the right place and I want to collaborate with different people. And and I, I really want to get back to loving that because I loved it for so long and then it became stressful and I want to get back to loving that. Um, I think in terms of brands and collaborations, I've always said that I am a mover and I believe in the power of movement, but I think that there are a bunch of other things that you can do on the road to becoming, you know, your healthiest, the healthiest version of yourself. And so I want to be partnered with companies that are in the same alignment of like what we can do, you know, the same messages that we can push, um, being able to offer people things other than movement to help Mm -hmm. them become their healthiest version. You got names. That I want to work with. Yeah, oh yeah, I'll put it out there. Yeah, Thorn. I mean, Thorn supplements is huge okay. for me right now. I, um, I actually met the CEO or founder. Really? Yeah, his name was. I think his name was Jim. I took photos of him. No way. This was a long time ago. Creative Live. He actually came in because Tim Ferriss. He was connected with, I believe, Tim Ferriss. Um, anyways, he came in and he, super nice guy. Yeah, yeah and nice I yeah I had a meeting he's with gone them now. yesterday. He's, he, they sold, oh, I think. Okay. He sold the company, whatever. But it was always like a really researched oh, it's, supplement. Oh, it's totally based in education. And somebody like me who's like, I don't want to add a bunch of things. Like I've been always like a, a major believer that like you should get that out of your you know nutrition, the things that you're eating. But there are certain things, especially when you start to get older that you need. Um, and also like my dad's going through cancer treatment and that a lot of like what they were suggesting is thorn mm. um, supplements. So it's like, it's of very high quality. And I have really known, I always felt like 
when somebody is coming into their journey of wanting to make decisions, even something, a routine as simple as waking up in the morning and taking your supplements might is like building blocks, you know, and in a week from now, a month from now, you might be like, okay, I actually like, I feel good. And maybe I, I want to go for a walk today. Like it's one of those stepping stones. So I really want to partner with them. Um, I totally building out with their body. I am obsessed with that brand. Um, I'm the biggest believer of it and also what they do in terms of helping people feel good in their body. Um, and so I just, I really want to make their product on my end more accessible to general pop because I think it can be scary for people. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, for me, it's just like building out long-term partnerships with people where we all kind of feel like, you know, these big companies and I are on the same page of what we're doing because I want just move to be huge. Like I really want just move to be a place where people know that they can come and get really good quality workouts and training, really fun, creative and have nothing to do with changing the way that you look and have everything to do with feeling so fucking good in your body. Bam. Boom. That was good. Yeah. Okay. And also I think like I you you start to learn like you can't do it alone. Yeah. You know? Like you start to learn that like you're only gonna go so far alone. Like these big companies have a lot bigger of a reach than I do. And so partnering with them and leveraging them is, you know, maybe not so interesting if you're not interested in business, but it's interesting to be able to use that to support your mission and your goal. Word. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? I don't know. I mean that was a that was a pretty yeah. deep dive. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, well, one thing that stuck out, stuck out actually, though, is that you said, I want to fall back in love with creating social content mm-hmm. or what you know, I yeah. paraphrase that poorly, yeah. but that, that really stuck out because I think there's such a negative emotion around social media. There's almost this guilty pleasure even that we, you know, we're embarrassed that we're on Instagram or Facebook because mm-hmm. we all know it's bad for us and all this. And that's kind of like where I've been. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to really consume it healthy, mm-hmm. you know, and so I like, but I love, it's like inspiring to think like, yeah, you can actually enjoy this. It doesn't have to be something kind of like yeah. you've talked about TV being like therapy. That's like, yeah. yeah, we don't have to feel guilty. This could actually be really helping me right now. And yeah. that's totally cool. Yeah. Um, and I did love it. I, I am, I am a creative. Mm-hmm. Like I was obsessed with every piece down to like, obviously like the moves I was doing and how I edited them. Like I still edit all of my workout videos. I mean, you edit all the amazing stuff, but like all my workout videos, like I'm editing and putting those together. There are all these little pieces that I loved. I would, it took me two hours a night to edit the content and put the right music to it and like have it all perfect. And then I loved being able to like post it at 6am in the morning and just like put that out there and see what would happen. I loved that. Like literally, hello, I worked basically for free for two years putting that out there. I loved it. And I think that's where I realized like I want to get back to that. But at the at that time, I was doing something that was so true to me and those I was training like that. I was doing mm. crazy stuff. I also had the ability to hustle like that because my work, like I put my work way down here to do Instagram. And now for me, it's like being more real about where I'm at. There's an evolution that happens in six years. And also like I run a full-time business. That's a huge piece of me that never gets talked about, you know, on social that I never share that like 99% of my day is not creating content now or creating content, I guess, in a different way. Sure. But it is running a business Mm -hmm. and running a company and something that I've always dreamed about doing. Yeah. No, it's inspiring. I think like finding ways to have a positive spin on, you know, what the world can view as negative is helpful, right? Because it doesn't have to always be where it just feels like we're in a time of like, pessimism yeah you know we just kind of just talk about so much in a negative way yeah and I think it's like it's exciting like when we took those Puma photos actually I was like 
your excitement and Cube's oh. excitement that day. So it was like me taking photos of Kaisa and you know, downtown. And it was like super, it was like 10 minutes. Like we didn't spend much time, like, or maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. But like, it was just like such a fun collaborative yeah. effort. And I think that for me, that was like, wow, I love taking photos like this. And I think when you introduce the business side sometimes and it's all contracts before you take the photos and you like, it's almost like you're creating a little bit I mean, you have to do that in most business. But for me, like just going and go, let's just go take some photos. You have this thing we need. Let's just go do it. And we had so much fun. And your excitement and Cube's excitement in the moment, I was like, oh my God, like this is like 10,000 likes at one moment. I remember vividly like how rewarding that felt. And I just, I don't know, there's something there that like I think I used to get um, from like Instagram and whatnot, or like, you know, we don't post in a while. And then like a friend brings up, Hey, like, I haven't seen, I love what you post. Like, where have you been? And you're like, okay. Like you, you feel acknowledged. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. There's, I like that. It's inspiring to me. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, that photo shoot was, and then literally a day or well, maybe a week later, we went and did the C4 campaign. And yeah. I, I actually was saying, I have not had emotions like this. I was on an emotional high because I forget how much fun I genuinely love creating, creating content, creating workouts, doing all that stuff and putting it out there and sharing that. And I think like, you know, for a handful of years that got taken away and, or, you know, by myself, I did it. And I think it's really exciting to bring it back. And when I get to bring it back in a way that feels very true to who I am, I get to forget about the fact that like maybe people aren't interested and don't care. And I drop below a million and like, and who cares? Because I am literally doing the thing that brings me so much joy. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, that's really good for me because I remember like a lot of what happens is that you you reach that climax of like excitement on the shoot and then you put it out there and maybe it doesn't do as well as you want. And that seems to overshadow mm-hmm. all the emotion and excitement and just joy that you had in the moment of creating it. And it's just a reminder that that exercise, just creating it and never even no one ever even seeing it, they're separate things. Mm-hmm. Like that joy you had creating it you should be able to take that in and just store that as one thing. The sharing and how it's received is a total different thing. Yeah. And I think that's been my, like a big struggle as like a, as a creator, as like photography and video, there's, there's these points where I lose interest creating the content because it feels like how it's received um, validates the create, like what it is. Yeah. And it's like, I think that's such a good reminder for me because when we did do the C4 shoot, like that was so like you, obviously you bring the energy, which I always appreciate, but it does. I was like, Oh shit, this is just fun. I got to do more of this, you know? And every time I have a friend, Greg, when he like, we talk business and we talk about shooting and then he gets out there and he starts shooting. He's like, I forget how fun this is. You just got to get in there and you know, and I think that's a good point to just focus on, the, the how it's received isn't everything. Yeah. You know. And also I think what we're both touching on though there's an evolution of what happens because the things that you used to enjoy you might not enjoy anymore but it's like changing them up and I think that's what's so important is like I used to find so much joy in planning and do you know doing all this thing and now it's like I don't find so much joy in that but like overall sharing a message I find so much joy in. So like, how do I switch that up and how do we put that out there in a different way that's more true to me now? Because I think that oh, the thing that always becomes grating as a human being is when you're not being true to yourself, right? And it's like this, oh, it's this constant thing where you, it's like, 
it's like the hood over your head at 24 seven where you're like, you're not being true. Mm. You said when you got to a million, you would do this. You're not. And then you live in that and you know that. So there's so much that comes when you're just like, I am doing the thing that lights me up. If you fuck with it, cool. If you don't, I don't care because I'm lit up and I love it. And also I do on social media, I protect myself. Mm. I post a lot now and I literally log off of Instagram. So I'll post and I'll put it out there and I'll come on occasionally to comment back because I love communicating with the team and then I log off because it's too much for me. I can't handle yeah. it. I'm in, a, I'm in a very delicate phase right now where we're dipping below a million. I'm trying to stay strong in the fact that I am doing what what is true to me and that's the only thing that matters. Okay, so that is a great tip. Let's hit a, what else you got. Okay, so post, log off so that you don't get influenced by how it's received like you put it out there Mm -hmm. that's why you did it you feel good unfollow and if you can't unfollow which i get stuck in a lot mute them okay muting people so like curate what you're seeing curate what you're seeing and for me i don't even question trigger things Like if it is a trigger, if I see that person and that is a trigger to me, or I feel like I'm comparing something or I feel like I might've done something wrong, I just mute them. And some people you can't unfollow because like, I don't know, maybe it's like a friend or something, you know, just like your coworker or whatever. (laughs) None of you guys are (laughs) muted. Um, So just mute them. Like, I think the thing is being really okay with the trigger points and you have different trigger points at all different times in your life. But I really do curate my feed when I am on to be something that I find inspiring or educational and motivating and not something that I find myself comparing. We're human beings. I'm always going to compare. Um, yeah, but getting off has been huge for me. Yeah, just so taking breaks. And when you take breaks, how long yeah. of a break do you take? I mean, sometimes it's really hard. But uh, through when I had COVID and I was actually like at home, uh, Instagram was stressing me out because I wasn't putting content out there. And I, so I literally just got off of Instagram for 10 days. Most of the time that I was that I had COVID and was at home. Um, I think for me now, a schedule is literally I will post and I will log out. And then I'll come back for like an hour and I'll answer comments and then I'll log out because it's, I I can't tell you how many times it is a habit that I go to the app. And then the moment I see like, Oh, I have to log in. That's what stops me. Mm. Cause it's a habit to just go into the app, look at the app 10 minutes later, you've, you know, done nothing but scrolled or like 30 minutes later. So when I log out, having to log back in reminds me don't do it. Yeah. I have one tip, one tip for me. I've been lurking a little bit on Mm. the, just like the web Instagram or whatever. The nice thing is Instagram makes it so terrible to view like on the web and it's constantly asking you to download the app that I just go in. I can see any messages actually pretty well. Like it doesn't really block anything to like view a message or even respond. And you can see any like uh, activity. What you can't do is really scroll it just kind of like after a handful of like scrolls, it just goes like, oh, like you've reached your scroll limit and kind of, I mean, it doesn't say you've reached, it says like, if you want to view this content, you have to download the app. So it like literally blocks you. So it's been this great practice of like checking in with what you're doing or just like other things. Like if I want to just take a quick peek and I can kind of check in and then it it literally is like pushing me away going like, you can't go in here. I love that we're having this conversation. Like my entire career is on Instagram and we're like, don't be on Instagram. Here's the tips and tricks of not to be on Instagram, but. Or just how to consume it. Like healthily healthy exactly yeah, yeah totally i think that's because i think that is where again like for me it's instagram's not the problem it's no. the way i consume it is oh, the problem thousand percent it's the way i get obsessed with it it's the way that it drives everything and especially for me for business i think that's a little bit different but i think everybody can relate to it being like all encompassing and consuming and also this consonant like there's there's 
the constant comparison of how people are showing their lives and not realizing it's just the highlight reels, even though we tell ourselves that, Mm -hmm. but like, so that you just see this thing that you're constantly comparing your life to, and then your life never adds up because that thing isn't real anyways. Yeah. So, but I think, yeah, it's like, I, yeah, oh, there's so much there. Yeah, Cause it's just like go. when someone asks you how you're doing, you don't go like, Oh, I'm shit. You know, like there's just like, do you really want to know how I'm doing? Yeah. Or should I like highlight a couple of good things that have happened or like maybe it's a balance of both or whatever. It just becomes so much thinking. That's where I get hung up. It's just like, yeah. I just want to put the thing out there. Yeah. However it's received, it's yeah. received. I just I gotta mean, move honestly, on. I think at some point in time when I have, uh, gotten to a certain point in time where I can, I think I will not have an Instagram. I, I don't think I'll have social media. Ooh. Yeah, honestly. Because it's very, it is, it, for me, it is a really, it is a battle to constantly stay in a healthy dynamic with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, obviously, like, that's my job. And I might get to a certain point in time where it just is truly joy to post and communicate with people and you never know. But I think at some point in time, I probably will be off of social media for a, for a long time or just because cause you did say earlier like how you just want to get back to that place that you love and create Maybe so I like you just there. you just are cl- like only consuming and creating at your pace that yeah. you want to true yeah true could be great conversation good stuff wow we got the journey of the journey of the million yeah the potential for dropping below a million some tips how yep. to consume yeah I think if there is interest in people wanting to know like more details mm-hmm. about Instagram there's there or like just social media in general, there's a lot more conversation around the business side of stuff. That would be really fun to have. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. We don't have an audience yet. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what anybody Testing wants to Testing the hear. waters. And it could be something where we bring Craig or someone who like totally. really understands the, like the analytics end, and all yeah. the, that stuff, which is like yeah. super important. Yeah. But this was a good, like dip our toes into having the conversation. And I think it's good for people to understand what goes behind the scenes of things that they're seeing. So yeah. And actually one more thing I just want to add is that I forgot was that like everyone, like all my friends who are like, Oh, you work with Kaisen. It's a mil- she has a million followers. Cool. So like you guys, just anything you say, just gets consumed and that's the that is yeah. like the, no one believes me that like the reality of percentage 1%. exactly of that million because it's all algorithms and all that stuff but that's like everyone is their minds are blown that yeah. that's not how like well people don't understand the algorithm yeah, totally so my content only gets seen by like several percent of my audience yeah I mean, you so, don't want to lock yourself you know it's, it's a high percentage right for yeah. your brands that are listening no I, I do I have I knock on wood I have great engagement but yeah. like it doesn't work that way it's not like you put something out in a million eyes exactly it. like it doesn't social media doesn't way. work that yeah. way yeah so, real talk <sighs> real talk cool well that's like really we are always real talk around yes. here so real talk Ooh, that's a good name, but you got you gotta have Real Kaisa Talk is already a talk show, I think. Yeah, I'm sure so. it is. Yeah, it's too basic. Yeah. Not too basic, too good. Too good Kaisa to not be show. taken. We're still the Kaisa show after this hour of talking. Next time, it may change. It might be something different. It may not. The only way to know is if you stay tuned. Tune in. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, no, honestly, thank you all so much for joining us here. We are having so much fun having these conversations. Hopefully, when you listen, you can start engaging and letting us know what, maybe directing where you'd like us to go and talk about. Mike and I can talk about anything and everything. So, And now that is officially called The Kaisa Show, or at least today, yeah. we have the gamut we can literally talk about anything Anything. we want cool which is exciting i love it well thank you for joining me today and for everybody that tuned in thank you so much we will see you back on the round table sure very soon peace